Well, hello everybody, it's wonderful to have you with us. I pray that you really, really, really know that God is with you exactly wherever you are, whatever you're going through, both the good and the not so good, that God's with you right now. Just get a sense of God. Just pause for a sec. Get a sense of God all around you. He's right there, right now. Well, here we are. It's early 2023, and it's still early enough that we should be setting up the year that we're about to have. And we do that often practically uh, with the change of the year. But we meant to make sure that we do it spiritually, because as we know, the spiritual sits underneath everything else and underpins everything else in our life. I want to talk about something that's critical, critical, not just important, critical to the year that we will have uh, in this year, 2023. I want to go to the scriptures. I want to read from Mark's gospel. And here's the story of Jesus going into Simon Peter's home and Simon Peter's mother-in-law is ill. Have a look at this in Mark's gospel, chapter one, verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told him, that's Jesus, about her at once. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Now, it's a fascinating passage of scripture because a whole number of things are happening here. Jesus has just been involved in the healing of Simon, uh, Simon's mother-in-law. Then the whole city, it says, bring those who were sick or possessed with devils uh, to an, an evil uh, to Jesus for him to cure them. And Jesus does. And then what does he do in the morning? What does he do in the morning? First thing he does, he gets up in the morning and while it was still very dark, he got up and went to a deserted place and there he prayed. What do we learn here? We learn that here is Jesus, the son of God. Here is Jesus who's doing all of these amazing miracle things. And then what's his priority in the morning? He gets up and he goes to a place of prayer. He goes to a place that will sustain him. Some people have said that the gospel stories are really the story of Jesus spending time with his father. When I was young and being taught how to pray, my mentors consistently said to me, make sure you pray every day without fail and make sure it's a devoted time of prayer every day. Not in the shower, not in front of the television, not when you're doing something else, not when you're uh, involved in uh, lying in in bed, lying down, uh, but when you've got devoted time. As my priest mentor used to say to me, you can't grow in your relationship with anybody if you don't spend time with them. And it's the same with Jesus. It's the same with God that we have to spend time with God. Now, many, of, many, many of us are busy. Life is busy. I got here this morning uh, extraordinarily early to the ministry. Uh, I arrived here just after half past six in the morning, which is what I do. Uh, having got up at five o'clock in the morning, it's, it, life is busy. And, and I'm like so many people. 
uh, in business and people who've got families and students, life's busy. But prioritizing finding time for prayer is critical. When I was young, I was always taught, pray 15 minutes a day, never miss, never miss. Now, what's the effect of prayer in our life? Prayer develops our relationship with God and it tunes in the invisible ears that we have, the ears of our spirit, to be able to hear God. And when we don't pray, sometimes life doesn't go as well. It, we, it just doesn't. Because we're not living with that spiritual sensitivity to God. When I'm going somewhere to pray, uh, oh, sorry, when I'm going somewhere to uh, to do an event, to speak, when I'm going somewhere to pray with people, when I'm going somewhere to share the gospel with people uh, in the hope that people would come to a deeper relationship with God, I have learned that prayer is the critical ingredient of the success of anything that I do, that I must pray. It doesn't matter what I talk about. It doesn't matter what happens. I must come before God and continue to make sure that my heart is supple and, and, and uh, towards God. And that without prayer, it won't go as well. It won't go as well. And, 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 and prayer tunes us in. Now, it doesn't have to mean that prayer is always good or we feel great about it. So often prayer can be very dry. The saints and holy women of God, anybody experienced in prayer know that sometimes you can be praying, it can feel like God is nowhere. You, you, it just feels like God is on Mars and you're somewhere else that it can be so dry. But it doesn't matter what you're experiencing at the emotional level, something is happening at a far deeper level that tunes you into God and to life. You wanna be more successful in business? The answer is prayer, because when you've gotta make decisions, you'll be tuned in. You wanna be better at study? The answer is prayer. You, know, you wanna be better as a parent? The answer is prayer. Now, uh, and so you do it in the midst, you pray in the midst of your busy life by making space. Now, as I've shared very often, when our, ch our children were little, and if I was looking after them, they'd all play on the ground around me and I'd sit down to pray. Then when you get a bit older, you can find that space all alone. Sister Breach McKenna talks about this prayer that you need to do, prayer that you need to do, even when it doesn't feel as if anything is happening. She says this in a book that she wrote called Miracles Do Happen. And she said, nothing may seem to be happening while you are at prayer, but the proof of the power of prayer comes later. The proof of the power of prayer comes later. Highlight that. When you're working or ministering, you realize the inner strength that prayer has given you, as well as the insights and wisdom that you receive later when they are needed. I've learned that if I don't pray, I don't do life well, whether I'm working, whether I'm doing ministry work, I'm not as tuned in. I want to encourage you, find 15 minutes a day, every day. Don't miss, and uh, don't miss to pray. And even though it may feel like nothing is happening, something's happening, and it's only afterwards that it's what you sense, it's what you say, it's the things that come to you, the decisions that you make, that all happen because you are at prayer. Don't miss. Make a commitment in 2023. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of prayer because I know it may not be at the time that I feel fantastic, but the benefit of it will be incredible in my life, in the way I do everything from being a parent to being in relationship to being happy within myself. Loving God, I just thank you today that you're going to help us to pray daily. 
to be in tune with you, knowing that as we pray and we lay our life down before you in relationship, that you work within us. And the benefit of it is incredible because things happen in our lives that we would not happen unless we were in tune with you because you allow us to hear your voice and work in our lives more powerfully. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.